So I find it like really fascinating that I talk about this diesel technician shortage that we're having all the time. And I've met uh, Aaron Witt from, from BuildWit. And if you know him at all, he's been on the podcast. I've been on his great guy over there, great company he's building. And they have the same problem, though, with equipment operators. And the, the, two, the two women you're going to hear from today, uh, they have the very similar problem. They're working in the, the construction industry. Um, and they, they both work full-time for other jobs. And they decided to get together uh, about a year ago to start a podcast. And what they're trying to do is they, they've realized the same problem that we all know that have, we had a very hard time correcting. And that's the fact that there's very little women involved in our industry. And it's not because they can't do it. They definitely can. We got story after story about that. We have a whole podcast series now with the list with called Overhauled with Melissa, the diesel queen. Check that out if you want stories about diesel techs and women in this field. Uh, but they're they're trying to help help the problem as well. And you can tell in this interview, they come across as very sincere people who want to go help and create a better situation for a lot of people, not only for the companies in the industry, but for the women that they're trying to help as well. Because let's face it, it's very difficult uh, in a one sex dominated field for the other sex to make their way in. Like uh, you don't see a lot of men in certain female dominated industries for the same reason. And it's a great career, great industry, plenty of opportunity, especially now with 10 million people, 10 million open jobs in the United States, right? So the more we build awareness, the more we get the message out there, the more things change. There's no light switch. There's no immediate change. It's gradual change. That's how we got in some of these problems. And that's how they're going to get solved. So with that, I think you're really going to enjoy listening to Christy and Angela share their story. Uh, make sure you check out their podcast as well and enjoy everything you're about to listen or watch. Welcome to another episode of The DL. I am your host, Tyler Robertson, the CEO and founder of Diesel Laptops. And again, if you've been listening, you know I'm passionate about a lot of things. Commercial truck repair, the industry. I've been talking a lot lately about, hey, we need more help in our industry. I've always said with diesel techs, no way our field can succeed when literally like 97, 98, 99% of them are, are men. Like there's no way you can fill any industry in that gap. Um, and I, I found two women here on LinkedIn that are, I think, on the same passion and see the same thing, just in a different a different you know area, a different segment than we're in. So with that, I just want to say, hey, Christy, Angela, welcome. Welcome to the DL. Hey, thank hey. you. All right. Yeah, thanks, Tyler. All right. So so we'll start with Angela. All right. Women talk construction. Like what what is this? Well, it's a plot it it's a podcast and it's a forum. Basically, those are the two things. We share stories from women and men about making um, construction a more inclusive, diverse workforce and, and retaining women. So um, that's that's my two cents for now. What, Christy, what, what would you add to that? Um, I would just say that uh, m my passion is just showing the next generation of workers, not just women, that you can do anything you want to do and that there are millions of options out there. I was in accounting and fell into construction, and I would have never been in accounting had I known there was construction. Wait, I, I love to follow that up. So, how how do you go from like I'm doing accounting to like I'm in the construction industry? There's got to be a story in there somewhere. There is a story. So, um, I was an accountant because you know school just led me that way, right? I was really good at math and English, and they thought business and accounting was my 
you know, my strength. And so that's where I was pushed. And um, a little town in Indiana, Lowe's was coming to town. I was a credit manager for a block and brick company. And uh, there was a film, a female store manager there and the building wasn't built yet. And I went to apply for a credit manager position because that town was kind of um, slowing down. Some of the big infrastructure that was in the town had left. And so I was getting a little nervous. There wasn't a lot of brick and block being sold. And when Lowe's said they were coming to town, um, I thought, well, this is an opportunity as a single mom. She met me, said, I am not going to hire you for a credit manager position. I know that you're good at it, but I'm going to put you in sales. I'm like, listen, lady, I can't sell Avon. There's no way that I am going to sell anything to anybody. I just love helping people. And she said, that's all it takes. And so I said, okay, I'll try it. And before the store was built, I had over 400 plus accounts set up um, before the doors even opened. And it was because I got to drive around and talk to people all day. It was fun. You know, it was a great job. But then when I saw a set of blueprints, it was all over my math brain, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to love this. Like I just, I just fell in love. Well, we always say in our, in our business, especially I worked at a truck dealership, right? We always joked like, man, nobody grows up saying I want to work at a truck dealership yet. Look here, (laughs) here we all, here we all are. Um, so Angela, how did, how did you get into this whole construction side of the world? Well, for me, I grew up in it. And so I I hear usually that's a typical story. If you have people that are in this industry, they've um, probably or somewhat have grown up in it. So my granddad was a plumber and um, my dad an architect. And then my dad went on to um, grow, have an e-commerce architectural house plan company, which I ran that for or I was there for 18 years, actually longer than that. If you include when I was really little working in the family business. Um, and you know, so, and then I ran it for 10 years during the great recession. So, um, and then I've evolved from residential into commercial and industrial. So, you know, I love being around it. I love being around the people, people, and it's just, it, it's wonderful. And then to do this is just the icing on the cake. And it's really not even about Christy and I, it's about our followers. It's about the people around us. Um, it's about sharing their stories and their journeys. And so. And making their lives better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I always think it's interesting to talk to people and just be like, well, how did, how did you guys get started? Cause my understanding here is you guys didn't like know each other, like in real life or the real world. It was like an, an online thing. Is that, is that really, really where it started? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We met, um, I think it was during COVID. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gosh, the evil word. Yes. Um, yeah. On LinkedIn. Oh, you, earlier before that, in 2018, we had started a uh, women construction forum in town. And so and that was just, you know, a bunch of women that got together that supported each other. And so we were just kind of growing that. And I noticed that Christy was out there and I I don't I like to connect with people. I love hearing stories. So that's where we connected. Yes. I was getting ready to get out of sales. I was boots on the ground for 27 years and I was scared of taking a position at 84 Lumber where I was going to be um, the women business enterprise market manager. And because I'd seen Angela out there on LinkedIn and it seemed like she was doing the thing and she's in business development, I thought, wow, what a great person to ask for advice. And I just took a leap of faith and asked her and you know, she gave me some really sound advice around it, you know, and one of the big things that, and I'm very much this kind of person, she said, why not? 
<laughs> that's yeah. all it took for me. That's her saying, why not? Well, yeah, it's, it's nervous. You know, I've been 27 years boots on the ground and so I'm going to have to dress different and I'm going to have to act different. And I'm going to have to look different every day and people are going to be watching um, the things that I do and I'll be setting an example. So it was something I really wanted to talk through with somebody and Angela happened to be that somebody and she always is for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's always a difficult thing to do is to get out of your comfort zone, right? Like we get comfortable mm-hmm. doing what we do. I'm like, okay. And it's, it's, you know, can be, can be a little intimidating and everything. So whose idea was it like, Hey, let's do a podcast thing and start a thing together. How did, how did that, how did that come about? I think we both kind of had yeah. the idea, right? We well, want to we write a book. Talking. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff, but yeah, yeah. we just kind of came up with it. Right, Christy? Yeah, I think we were sharing stories that we were hearing from women, right, that looked up to us or that admired what we were doing to help other people. And we we would get together and share these amazing stories of people that we were meeting. And I get to travel around the country. So my stories were even, um, you know, all all levels from boots on the ground all the way to executive levels. And we were like, we need to tell these stories. How are we going to do that? And the other reason was I was meeting with some builders and they were asking me, how do I get more women to join my team? And they were asking me for coffee. And of course, after so many coffees, you can only have so many coffees in a week, right? When you're trying to do a full-time job. So we decided that we would talk about the women's stories, but then also get some tips and, and tricks on how to attain women in their industry and to be able to keep them. So, Angela, I believe your job is like business development and marketing, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yes. I mean, how how is that being a female, really in a in a male dominated industry? Is it yeah. is it different now than it was a couple of <laughs> years ago? Is it getting better? Is it a struggle? Like, what, what's it like? Yeah, too bad you didn't see Christy's eyeballs because that's about how I feel every day. <laughs> and, and you know, I I really haven't been in I have not been in business development except for the last like eight years of my career, but I guess when you're running a company, though, you're kind of doing it right. So that's kind of was my training into it. But yeah, it's it's quite difficult, especially in the industrial sector, because that's where I am right now for Hill Electric. And um, and to get in to talk to manufacturing, you know, facility managers or people of that nature. For one thing, it's really hard to get in to talk to them. But, you know, I'm competing with most of my counterparts are male. And so in you know the gcs or the facilities that's the case you know i i surround my i do things a little bit differently with building relationships and marketing i think outside the box and i got a lot of that from when i worked at my family business don gardner architects and we had our own internal marketing company and we did things really different um you know it's more about sharing your story getting out the community doing things like that, getting recognized for that. And then also speaking, doing, getting involved in your community directly. That's what I do. And so that's kind of what I did for Hill Electric. Um, And I kind of branded their name out there. So hopefully, you know, they'll still see me and love me. It's been three years now. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, Christy, same, same for you. I guess, can you talk about like your, your current you know, regular role here at 84 Lumber and like, how, how is it with you and being a woman in a, in a male industry? Uh, Well, that is a loaded question. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to focus on a couple of things. One is Angela. I want to say that she's probably one of the best servant leaders I've seen um, in my industry. So she doesn't give herself enough credit, but her help 
and service that she provides to people makes people want to do business with her. So um, that's how I ran my sales business. I was a, I was successful in sales and with several building companies and was currently working for 84 when I decided to take the role as the Women Business Enterprise Market Manager. And um, I, I did the same thing in sales. The reason I was successful wasn't because I was beating people over the head. It was because I wanted to let them know what I was good at, what my company was good at, and I'm here if you need me. Even if you don't buy from me, I'm okay with you calling me and asking advice. There are certain things, tools, and resources that I have at my fingertips I'd love to help you. And after about four good relationships, the word just started spreading, right? Christy's not going to lie to you. Christy's going to tell you the truth. She's got integrity. And we love working with her because she's knowledgeable. And she lets us know things to help our business be better. I always made sure that I had a value add there, right? I wasn't just coming to them, please buy something from me. I'm going to provide you with value every time I see you and take time out of your day. And so when I got this position, um, I just had, to, I just got to step that up a couple of notches. So now I get to help girls and women who are in business, in industry, um, I get to help them grow their business. So minorities and women uh, being in the role that I'm in now, there are a lot of women out there and minorities that don't get serviced and don't get supplies the way they need to. And so I get to be the one to help advocate for them and make sure that our salespeople are knowledgeable and helping these women that may look like homeowners when they walk through the door. Cause I was, I was, a, that was an unconscious bias I had. Um, but they're not these, they're fantastic women out there and minorities that are, are running bang up building companies. And um, so the, I was just trying to help with that exposure. So training, just supporting all of our staff. And then the community has been wonderful. Yeah. She is so great at that. Oh, she has helped so many women. Well, I, I just want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I love what you're doing because like we were talking, you know, this is for the audience. So, like Before we went on. I was like, hey, you know, we got the problem in our space with not enough diesel techs. And we're trying to do things. I got uh, Melissa, the diesel queen, starting her podcast and telling stories of diesel technicians. I'm like, we need to drive awareness and we need to do it in a different way because, frankly, my industry sucked at it for the last 20, 30 years. Like, it hasn't, hasn't worked everything they tried. I'm like, well, we need to go where they are. And where they are is Instagram and TikTok. And I know we were talking about Aaron Witt from BuildWit, right? And yes. diesel, we yep. work with him as well. And he's like, hey, these these heavy civil engineering companies, they need equipment operators. And you know what? They're not finding them on Indeed. <laughs> like, we got to go where they go. Right. I got to go on YouTube. Right. I got to go on Instagram. Yeah. We're going to go do these other, these these new media things, right? And I see what you guys are doing here as well uh, with, with your podcast. So where how do you think it gets solved right getting more women into into this industry is it is it awareness is it conversations is it helping hands how do you see this playing out and i guess I'll, I'll throw it to angela here first to try to try to answer that one well for for me it's been and and for like our women construction forum it's been us getting into the career centers i, I think it's visual the girls need to see us doing it and when we've been out there in the like Greenville Tech College and the universities and the career centers at high schools, they can, they, it's all a different conversation. And sometimes even some of them are even struggling with even staying in the same career track. And with us being there and seeing it and understanding where they can take it, 
they can even take it all the way to owning their own company and being an entrepreneur probably quicker than any other industry. And that's what we're there to share. And that, I guess that's how I'm doing it. And, and maybe this, um, I'm hoping that this podcast will help escalate that. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah. And I guess Christy, for you, is it, is it finding, you know, it's like the same type of question. How do you do it? And is there a certain age demographic where you're like, Hey, we got to go after high schoolers or people in 20, 30s, 40s. Like, have you guys gone that far into the process? I think that, um, I mean, as far as, as, as my everyday role, you know, we both have full-time jobs too, other than the podcast in my everyday role. I just, like I said, I try to find people who need help and then try to help them. So just for, <clears throat> excuse me, an example, um, there's a builder in Charleston, South Carolina, and she had just gotten her license a couple of years ago. And so I sat down with her on a regular basis and just gave her some advice on how to grow her business as a general contractor. And we've always gone back and forth. Um, I, I'd say I'm her mentor, but she teaches me a lot too. So I don't know that you'd call it that. We don't call it that officially, but um, I've just been sharing with her, you know, what can grow her business, what a plan B would look like if there was a recession. This is what I would do. Um, there's lots of uh, government money out there. There's a lot of opportunities that people don't know about. And I'm just making sure that these women and minorities know about those opportunities. And so I feel like that's probably my biggest ad. Um, one of the girls that I've been helping from Georgia, she won an award in, in New York this year. So I feel really confident in whatever it is that I'm doing is adding value to these young women. And Katie's actually older than me um, in Charleston, South Carolina. So it's not really a demographic. If any female is willing to get into our industry, Angela and I are all about figuring out a way to help yes. you get connected and grow yourself and grow your business. All right, yeah, so well, it could even start in elementary school. I just want yes. to put that in. Yeah, Tru yeah. truly. She, the house that she built. Right. Yeah. Reading that to, to grade school students. So one of the one of the interesting words you use there, uh, Christy, was the word confidence. And I, I saw you're a part of the women's confidence builders. Can, yes. you, can you explain what that that's all about? So what once we got into construction, this didn't really happen on purpose. But um, once we got into construction and started seeing that massive um, belief that I can do anything because I have a group of people and I'm not on an island by myself. I saw that entrepreneurship, I saw that other businesses, women in general were missing that link and it was the confidence that was missing. And so when I figured that out, my confidence came from being part of a group, like m m the last step of my confidence came from being um, inspired and encouraged by other women like Angela. And so um, when I saw these other women were struggling in other sectors, I thought, I got to do something about it, right? Like you, you just, you can't just sit by and watch it. But then we found out that the men and the boys were also struggling. So we went from calling our company Women Confidence Builders, which is probably still going to stay the same, but there are just as many men that are involved and they struggle with the confidence as well. So we just made it happen. It's a quarterly event. Actually, Friday is one of our events. We're giving a check to a community organization that we love. But then um, every quarter we have a big event and we buy all the people so they can leave there feeling like and they can do anything now because they have a group of people that really love them and care about how where they're going in their future. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head with confidence. People people don't understand how important that is, especially in your professional career to have those mm -hmm. things. And there's 
study after study that I've seen and heard and people talk about, right? I'll, um, there's a, just a, like men are traditionally more confident in answers, whether they're wrong or not, they're, they're more confident, right? So <laughs> they're confident in saying it. Yeah, right? they're confident. Like, you know, yeah. the, you ask men a Jeopardy question, he's like, boom, I get the answer, right? Probably totally wrong. <laughs> the woman's usually like, I, I don't know, right? But it's just, it, there, there is a, it is a huge part that a lot of people lack. And people are fear, you know, for all the reasons, right? Fear of rejection, fear of failure, all the all the fears yes. that 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 people have, and it's it's really hard for sometimes people to to get over that and be okay with fear and failure. But it it is a thing. Um. So so Angela, now that you got the podcast going, I know you started in March. Still still young, new podcast and everything. Yay. How how like have doors been opened? What's the response been like? Like what have you seen in over the last eight months uh, doing this thing? Well. 39 episodes out. Woo. And we are, I mean, we are amazed. I mean, in shot because we did set some goals for ourselves at the beginning. And even with our followers, you know, how many did we want to try and get in front of? And Mm -hmm. I would say that we are killing it with that. (laughs) And what's even better is the things that y'all don't see. Right. The stories, the emails, the messages, that we get behind the scenes and hopefully we will find a way to start sharing those. But that is what we're seeing. And then the other stories that we probably, I don't know, we'll have to see how we share these, but we know that we are touching women and minorities lives when we hear their stories and maybe they don't always share them on our podcast, but We are definitely sharing with them that we have heard that same scenario again. You're not alone and we are here to support you. So, um, I mean, that's what excites me. And I know Christy has a ton more, so I'm going to, I'm going to let her talk to that too. (laughs) I'm glad he asked you, but that's why I get up in the morning. Those stories that she's talking about. It's why I get up in the morning. It's why we work 20 hours a day some days, right? Um, this is important. It matters. It's going to, I've got two girls, but even if I didn't have two girls, it still matters, right? I would love for the girls that start in all of our industries, whether it be in your industry, Tyler, or in ours or in industrial, whatever that happens to be, when they can be in a job that they love and they feel Mm -hmm. good there too. That is my goal for all of this. Like that's what gets me up in the morning do a job that you love, but then feel good being there too. And that's not what it feels like currently in every role in these non-traditional fields. Yeah. I, 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 you know, it's similar feelings over here, right? Like I, I, I have no problem telling people like, look, it it took me 36 years to figure out why I was put on this planet and what I'm, what I'm meant to do here, but I I got it figured out now. And I know I can go make a positive impact and help, help a lot of people. And I I think that's what I'm hearing from both of you as well is like, Hey, we, we, you guys are coming up the heart of the teacher and you care about helping the situation, helping the people better their lives and do all the things because the opportunity is there. Sometimes people just need a little bit of help and a little bit of guidance to find those doors of opportunity to better their lives and the things that happen from it. Um, so I guess going back to Angela, uh, advice to young women that are listening to this that maybe maybe are like man I don't know about construction I don't know about these fields any any general advice you give them if they're kind of looking for anything in this industry I would say figure ask your well it depends on what age group you're talking to but just f- see if you can find a mentor or someone you know a family member that understands it or can connect you or the counselors might have some way we also have a forum which we share anyone can sign sign up there and join it. And we have mentoring available there. Um, 
you know, that's what I would, that's what I would suggest. All right. Christy, anything to add to that one? Uh, I'd say probably my biggest uh, success has been staying curious. I would stay curious. Uh, I would have never applied for that job, um, you know, in Indiana if I wasn't curious. I was always curious and um, staying curious, being focused, and don't be afraid to ask questions, right? And not just be curious, but don't be afraid to ask questions because there's always going to be that somebody on the other side that goes, she's interested. I want to help. So I think that's probably the biggest thing that you can do for yourself and, and look at all your career options. If you're younger and you haven't decided, or even if you're older, like I was, and just couldn't find my place, um, just keep looking, right? There's millions of opportunities of jobs out there that you may not think you fit, but try it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I really appreciate what both of you are doing and, and what both you're trying to accomplish. Um, I got, I guess like one last question is like, I know I got the audio thing going. Have you guys thought about video at all? Is that, is that on the radar at all? Do video, like whether it's YouTube or TikTok or Instagram or any of that stuff, or is that not on the horizon yet? It is definitely on the horizon. I'll answer that. Um, I just had a talk with our audio engineer last week. It's definitely on the horizon. We're just trying to figure out the right platform and how to get it done in an, in a, in a time effective manner because we're all working full-time jobs as well as trying to change the world. Right. Yeah. Trust me. I, I'm right there with you as well. So I, I, I totally got it. Um, so yeah, I know you're yes. starting this business, you're trying to grow it. I, and uh, I guess Angela, uh, you guys are trying to find some sponsorships. Is that still, is that still part of the equation right now too? Yes. We're still trying to find some sponsors. Well, we have had sponsors, mm-hmm. but we, we need more. And, um, and, you know, of course, then we also are going to be consulting and speaking about inclusion and just in retainment of women and minorities. So, yeah, that that's our path. Yes. Yeah. It's, and it, it's an important topic. We want to just make sure that we keep going with it. We don't want to slow down. And and hopefully there's some there's some big companies out there that would love to just um, just take us on and, and say, hey, we, we love what you're doing. This matters to us, and um, I know we're going to bring good value to those that are willing to help us and support us as we. Yeah, and we are going to write a book too, right, Christy? Yeah, that's about all the stories. Yes. Yeah. No. I mean, I I think you guys are on a great path, and I I we were talking before the air for the audience here. It's always hard to monetize and build something because you need that. You know, I I know you two aren't doing this to to get rich, right? I Mm -mm. I think we can all say that. Um, I don't do this to get rich. I do this for other reasons too. And I, it does take money though to grow, to grow and to, to do these things and to get the traction going and everything. Um, so again, sponsors that are out there listening, want to be a part of something. I really believe you guys have a, a huge thing going on. Um, and I, I, it sounds like you're figuring it out as you go on. You've only been doing it for eight months, but I, you know, we were talking before the air, you were like, yeah, we thought about this, thought about that. Like you guys are, you guys are on the path and putting the pieces of the puzzle together. And I love entrepreneurship. I love seeing things mm-hmm. scale up and grow and, and all the things that are happening, especially they have a great cause, which is driving the whole thing, yes. which is, which is great yes. with, with what you do yeah. and we're doing. So, all right. So some, one of you, at least what's, what's the website, um, or LinkedIn or how podcast name, how do you want, what do you want people to know about here? www.womentalkconstruction.com. And then we also have a forum on there too. Please come sign up and introduce yourself. And, um, and I'll, I'll let Christy say the rest. 
Okay, so we have LinkedIn. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Instagram. We are just now starting to be on TikTok, which is like way out there for me. Uh, Angela is the social media guru of the two of us. I have a love-hate relationship with social media. But um, really and truthfully, that's the best way you can get a hold of us. If you are interested in 84 Lumber, obviously, you can reach me on uh, LinkedIn and Hill Electric for Angela. Yeah. Um, she's on LinkedIn as well. So LinkedIn really is kind of our, our platform right now, but, um, yeah, that's the best way to get a hold of us. And anybody that's listening that is considering being in the field, sign up on our forum. We are helping mentors connect with other mentors, um, and, and mentees connect with other mentors. And we're also helping women and men find jobs because we have a job posting on our sub forum. So it's been wonderful. The first seven days the forum was live, six women got different jobs or new jobs. So that was pretty cool. And nobody gets to see that out on the front side of things. So please, please join there. Well, things are moving and happening for you. One of the things we can do here at Diesel to at least help you a little bit. Uh, we do run our own ad network. So think like Google ad network, but the diesel ad network, we have mobile apps, desktop apps, websites, oh, nice. the ads show up. Uh, I'll get with our marketing guy. We'll run ads for you guys free for 90 days. Hopefully drive oh, wow. some traffic and awareness to oh, your, to you. your, yeah, yeah. It's the least, oh, least we can do for coming on the show. Right. So, awesome. uh, yeah, no problem at all. Thank uh, you. yeah. And we'll end as we end every episode. It's not just diagnostics. It's diagnostics done right. And I'm going to yes. keep saying this until I am blue in the face. Our industry, construction, trucking, truck repair, all these spaces do not work when you have 99% having being male. Like we need more help. We need more awareness. Again, love what you guys are doing over there. So thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Click the like, share, subscribe button, whatever buttons I get on all these social media channels. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Thank you for watching and listening. We'll catch you on the next one.